welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Hello and uh, good evening. Uh, welcome into the uh, Fantasy Island Dynasty podcast. I'm here with uh, I'm here with John. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Uh-huh. <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> are we uh, Are we ready to close the casket on um, Fantasy Island? Yep. The uh, <laughs> we're dead, and uh, you know, <laughs> I have some other leagues that I'm. You know, I'm I'm in the semifinals, so we're just gonna hope for the best in those leagues, and we're gonna we're gonna forget about this league for. Uh, you know, for a few weeks, but you know, I am, I am totally cheering for uh, for your team to because, um, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't really see Lucroy pulling the upset against the uh, Cash, and I think your team is best uh, best suited to to win the championship over him. So, uh, you know, I guess I've got a dog in the fight that way. Uh, you know. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can pull it out, but uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. There's uh, no, yeah, you still got a big matchup this week. A few big games this week, and uh, I think we really need to go over your game as much as you uh, probably would dislike to uh, have that happen. I mean, ended up being a pretty close game. I what was the projections originally? They were both semi similar, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one one thirty one to one eighteen in my favor. Man, so what happened? What went wrong? Who did not perform as should? Um, Aaron Jones didn't for perform against Detroit, really, which, like, I mean, look, Detroit's got a bad rushing defense, but uh, Aaron Rodgers was playing on another planet that night. And, uh, you know, shit happens that way. And then the, uh, you know, Corey Davis has been having good, solid games. And, uh, you know, he put up he put up a stinker, um, you know, so that – but there's not a lot you can expect when Derrick Henry runs for 200-something yards. And then, you know, A.J. Brown got 112 yards and a touchdown. So – and that touchdown, oh, man, that was – that touchdown was a thing of beauty. Um and then uh you know the mvs um you know dud game from a week ago got me you know i i i pulled him because i was like ah, i gotta you know i gotta put whoever in you know i'm projected to win so i just need like i need solid players to play i don't need ceiling plays i don't need boom bust and i should have uh i should have 
played MVS, you know, I thought about it all week and I uh, decided. And on the other thing, I benched Jared Cook right before the game because I know he got a touchdown the week before with Taysom Hill. But, uh, you know, that he, he hasn't been playing well with uh, or he hasn't been utilized really with Taysom Hill. So I thought like, oh, I should, uh, you know, I should go away with this. And then he ended up getting a tud. Uh, you know, for so he 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 got eleven point two points, and then MVS got seventeen and a half points. So I mean, there's there's nobody to blame for this loss, you know, but myself. I had I had the horses to win the race, um, and unfortunately, you know, I made some made some bad decisions yeah. that cost me. Lost me this week. So. I wouldn't write it off as bad decisions. I mean, it does suck because if you would have swapped either AJ Brown, I mean, but who would have sat? AJ, or, um, uh, I mean, Corey Davis. Yeah, you could have been on the fence about benching him. Even uh, Chris Godwin could have been on the fence about benching him. But putting MVS in over one. I of thought them. about. I, I I really thought about putting in MVS over Chris Godwin, but like. Godwin had the screws removed from his fingers, so, like, he should have been good. And then I was like, oh, Minnesota's passing defense is atrocious. So, like, you know. And then, obviously, like, the Christian McCaffrey thing just destroyed me. That was the next question. You were talking so much shit all the week prior. Oh, CMC's back. He's going to carry me. Watch out, guys. Here comes CMC. What happened? Um, you know, I, I don't know. His vagina is glass bones, I guess. I don't know, man. It's, it's, you know, it, it. I guess, I guess it's probably for the best. If I have to lose to somebody, I guess I'd rather lose to lose to Lucra. If I would have pulled it out this week and then gotten to play against my cousin with, uh, you know, and then CMC is still going to be out this week. He's not playing against the Packers, so, um. You know, then have if I lost in the playoffs to my cousin, you know that that would have uh, that would have sucked. That that would have been that would have been difficult to uh, difficult to handle. So, I guess if I had to go out, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of ways I'd rather have this happen. But, um, you know, I guess best case scenario, not losing to my cousin. So, well, hey. that. You had a good season. It was um, it wasn't a bad season. It's a, you're on the winning side. Um, you still got most of your players are still young moving forward. Um, hopefully next year. Yeah, I got I got a good strong healthy. lineup. And, yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, everybody can stay healthy and um, and you know we can uh, we can compete next year. Really got to. Uh, I really have to address the tight end position. On my team, though, that's one thing. Like, I've got really good wide receivers, and I've got some really good running backs, but the tight end position for my team is basically a, uh, you know, it's it's pretty much almost a zero every week, it feels like. So I feel like I'm fighting most weeks with one hand tied behind my back. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, definitely could be pretty rough. Um, I mean, a tight end's a very hard position to come by. Uh, especially in um, our league right now, um, it seems like 
you got those few tight ends that some teams have that just hold all the weight, and then everyone else is just very sporadic. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to say you lose too much ground on it only because of that, but uh, it definitely would help if you had a tight end who was a little bit more productive. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, like Janu. Like I know, Janu Smith has had a little bit of a rough year as of lately, but uh, you know, like a player like him, I believe has more upside than like the guys I have on my team. So, you know, just there's something that you could have hope in. I guess would be would be sweet. You want to um, buy him? Not right now. I don't have. First of all, I don't have any picks. So like, I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk in the off season. <laughs> but I also, you know. I, that, like if Corey Davis, if Corey Davis leaves Tennessee, then I might be more interested in uh, in Janu. But like to have to have AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and then add Janu, like that's a not that's not happening. Well, what about uh, I've I had? I mean, like a player a player like him. I mean, shit, bro. I have had at the beginning of the year. I had Logan Thomas up on the trade block, and no one jumped for him. And look at him as of late, uh, going through this playoff yeah, he's, push. Yeah, he's 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 been he's been pretty awesome lately. That's uh, I mean, you know, we'll have to see what happens this week. Like, is Alex Smith gonna play? Is Dwayne Haskins gonna play? If Dwayne Haskins plays, I probably don't want anything to do with Logan Thomas. Yeah, no, I mean, that works with every tight end out there. I mean, it all depends. Look, John, like you said earlier, John o. Smith is, um, came to uh, find a little bit of a struggle as of late. Him at the beginning of the year was lights out. So, I mean, you could have any tight end that just um, catches fire for a few weeks and that'd be the end of it. Yeah, you know, I could have traded a whole bunch of shit away to try and get, like, Kittle or something, and then Kittle's, you know, and then all of a sudden Kittle goes on IR. I know he's been designated to return but that doesn't mean he's gonna play this week or, or next week so like honestly if i was the 49ers i would keep him on the side because uh, it doesn't make sense to injure anyone anymore on that team when you're not going anywhere for real but that's just uh me being um me and uh obviously why i'm not in the nfl because um i have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to saving players yeah, but all right. Well, you, uh, but, uh, I, I know you don't want to hamper too long on your loss. Is there anything else you want to point out from um, that upset last week that uh, went down? It, you know, it, it, it was just funny. I was watching the game, um, and I was sitting here, um, and the game, like it was going decent. Like I still felt pretty good through halftime. I felt good. Even it was getting close by halftime, but um, you know, I still felt like I, you know, anything can happen. Browns defense can step up here, and then when Lamar went out to go take shit or whatever it is, you know, he was doing in the locker room. Like, but let's be honest, I don't think you know. I think he was. <laughs> I think the the rumors of him taking his shit are probably true because I don't know how you get a cramp in your arm, you know, half <laughs> halfway through a football game. You know, oh, I I don't know. I mean, he could have gotten. I think that's where they might have put an IV. I mean, it's kind of weird that you put the IV in your like upper arm like that. I don't know. Anytime I've gotten an IV when I went to uh, any surgery that I've had, it's always gone into like my hand area. 
So, uh, I don't know. Maybe they do it different in the NFL. Maybe there's a reason why they put it in his arm. I got no clue. If that was... Yeah, he said he said he had a cramp in his arm, which I've never had a cramp in my arm. Oh, like, I get cramps all over the place. You'll get there one day when you get a little bit older. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> Angrier, for sure, but not that much older. Um, so, yeah, you know, I totally forgot to bring that up. Like, how were you feeling... On Monday night, I mean that had to have been uh, pretty stressful to be nationally televised. Your team's getting their ass fucking kicked. Um, for everyone to well, see. I uh, I was like, I, I sat there and like, so I, he was up by he was up by point six points when uh, when Lamar got kicked out of the game or taken out of the game. And I was like, dude, is he not going to come back in this game? And he's going to beat me by point six. Like, <laughs> is that really how this is going to go? And so then like when, uh, when uh, what's his, Trace McSorley got hurt and then Lamar came back out, I was like, all right, like Cleveland's got all the momentum. Their defense is playing way better. They're hunting the quarterback. Like, here we go. Like they're going to get an interception or they're going to cause a fumble and I'm going to be back on top. And the first play he scampers over to the right side of the field and chucks that bomb to Marquise Brown. And I legit just shut the threw TV off. <laughs> no, I just, I threw the remote up in the air. I stood up and walked off like, well, that's that. And then, um, you know, because I was like, I mean, was he going to throw three picks now to get me back? You know, I actually would have, you know, it would have had to have been more than that. But but is that is that a way that you would want to go out? Would you want to go out with no players playing? Or would you want to go out with your players coming up short at the end? Um, so let's say uh, instead of, let's say you guys were swap positions and you had Lamar Jackson playing and Lamar Jackson came up short by... I don't know, 10 points. I would, I, I think it's more fun to be on the side where like you're, you go in going, when you're going into the game, you need like, okay, the other guy's done scoring. I just need this much from, I just need this much from whatever players to, to put me over the top. And you slowly watch that score get chipped away at sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't prove to be enough, which is a little bit of a bummer. But when you're sitting there in the lead and you know how many points the other person needs to overtake that lead, you're sweating. You're just slowly watching that score get chipped away at. You just, you just sweat. Yeah, like, no, I just, that's, that's very stressful. And that's why uh, I, you know, I hate fantasy football to an extent only because I get so goddamn stressed over a stupid fucking thing like this that you literally have yeah. very little control over. So uh, I got to give right. it to you how you were uh, posting on Snapchat and everything, all your emotions. Uh, me, when I yeah, – uh, you know, Go ahead. I couldn't – I couldn't actually – like I couldn't post anything. Once Once I knew it was over, I was like I don't I don't even know how to respond right now. Like I don't – I've got I've got nothing. I just – you know. But then I, I sat there thinking like, okay, I'm 27 years old. A couple of years ago, I would have handled this like an absolute child, and I would have been like pissed for t- like, like when the Packers would lose, 
like when the Packers lost Thanksgiving night on Brett Favre like, retirement pissed. night. Dude, I finished the rest of my bottle of Jack, which was like three quarters of the way full in like the next half hour. <laughs> and I got hammered and then I was puking and I was just, I was a disaster. Like, and, and then I was pissed for like three days because the Packers lost to the Bears and it was Brett Favre night, a whole nine yards, right? And then as now as time has gone on, I'm just like, you can't, you can't act that way anymore. I don't so know, I man. Like, all right, I, I well, let's look, at, let's look at the let's look at the bright side. Uh, you know, let's try and look at the bright side here. Like, okay, I still got Superflex. I still got two other leagues that I'm. You know, I had first round buys in, so you know, I get to. I still got some places I can win, and I can win some money, and like, and it, you know, just I'll have a little better chance next year. Like, uh, you know, it's not like it's not like my team overperformed and got me to where I am and now who knows what's going to happen next year. Like my team probably underperformed for most of the year with all the injuries I had. And I played almost the entire season without Christian McCaffrey. So it's like, I, you know, I feel solid. Like, uh, you know, next year we'll just, we'll hammer it a little harder. Well, the worst thing about that and is, I feel good, you know, oh, go ahead. what's up? Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, I did trade away my first round draft pick. Um, but you know we got plenty of teams in the league that uh you know there's three or four guys that are going to uh um you know that are going to pick alphabetically and i might you know i might make some trades for draft picks in the off season or at least try to um you know well it's not only that too so, um people they can't a lot of these people can't rely on all these draft picks to pull um a stud every time. I mean, look at your cousin. He had three straight back-to-back, or he had the first three draft picks uh, this year. He drafted all running backs. Um, and how many of them really performed well throughout the year? How many of them has he uh, Well, had? as of late, as of late, Jonathan Taylor's come on real strong. As of late. And uh, Jake, yeah, and it, since like week seven or eight. And then, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time uh, before J.K. Dobbins probably takes over in Baltimore completely, um, and you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire, well, with the jury still out, we'll have to see. You know the thing about him was like he's not. It's like when you watch when you watch Delvin Cook play, right? Like he's he looks like the most talented player on the field. Like he looks like a man among among boys a lot of times, and you know. He didn't really have the draft stock that CEH had, but he had that like that athleticism. He was just a freak of nature. Then you look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He didn't have all that. He didn't really have a really good college career, but he did come on late last year and helped LSU on that championship run. But the reason he ended up getting put where he got put was because he went to the Chiefs, and Andy Reid knows how to use running backs like that. And so he went, he, he didn't have the talent that some of the other guys had, but he had the landing spot. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe the game is just too fast for him or something. Who knows? But you know, Kansas city doesn't seem to want to use him completely. Um, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with the full off season and OTAs and training camp and all those things. But, uh, you know, the jury's still out on CEH, so. 
Oh, it's tough in that way because um, Kansas City, I feel like, is too fast for their own good on offense, and uh, that just completely basically eliminates the running game. I mean, how could you have some of the best wide receivers slash quarterback in the league and not use them? I mean – Well, yeah, I think that's the thing is, like, maybe the, maybe their goal all along was to, to have, have bad running backs so then they can be like, well, you know, we paid Pat Mahomes $500 million, uh, and uh, here's why, because he has to throw every single play. You know, maybe maybe that was their goal all along. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, hey, Andy Reid's a great coach, oh, no. so what's on now? Uh, Derek Carr was just running to the sideline, and it looks like he like he pulled his groin or something. Oh, I'm not even watching the game actually right now. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, he's he's sprinting, and then all of and then he slowed down. He he slowed down to uh to to direct traffic, and then all of a sudden he hopped up and he reached down and grabbed his inner thigh right below his junk. Oh, and he hopped off the field. That doesn't look good. It's non-contact injury. That's a yeah. That's probably not gonna. But anyways, you know, giving you play by play, probably not allowed to do that. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully nobody, nobody from the NFL hears me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and get fined or something. I just got uh, the report that he's headed to the locker room. Anyway, going back to uh, what you said that um, how your team probably underperformed throughout the season and. Uh, how you're looking forward to next year. I just always have found it hard to um, look positively towards next year after being eliminated, especially uh, going into this weekend's tough mashup against the Coon. Um, Say I do lose this week looking – I mean, that's why I'm all cards on the table now trying to do what I can do to uh, win because what happens next year? I mean, look, Barkley got hurt this year. He's out for the season. Well, have someone like uh, Derrick Henry, Mahomes goes down. Then what the fuck am I gonna do? So it's um, well, you know, you got you got second year Justin Herbert next year if Mahomes goes down, which he should be hopefully better. And oh boy, you've got you've got options, dude. No, like, I know. You know. But here's the thing: like, first of all, like, okay, if you lose, right? Like that sucks. How many times were you the highest scoring team of the week this year? Like, I swear to God, you probably are. I think I was like six times. You're. I think you probably earn almost all of your buy-in money back just from highest scoring team of the week. Um, I don't care about the money, bro. I want my name on that title belt. It should have been on it the first fucking year. I need my name on that fucking belt. Well, look, we just all have to, we all have to, we just have to make sure that, uh, that we don't have a, a, you know, a back-to-back champion. We definitely don't want that happening. Because he will just be insufferable if that happens. Maybe for you, like, really bad. But um, I don't let people get to me. Except for Hulk. Hulk pisses me off, so he's one person that I'll... He pisses me off sometimes, I'll give too. a lot of shit to for no reason. He's probably the only person but I'll talk shit to, just because. He's a Philly fan, so it's just expected. Uh, yeah, I know how Philly fans are. Yo, you want to hear a funny story? I don't think I ever told you this. This is getting a little off topic, but, um, so long story short, my boss is not a big football fan. His son is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. His wife is a big Giants fan. They're both big football fans. He is not. They went to a game in Philly at the stadium. And, um, so lose there or my boss is there getting drunk and, uh, 
every time he goes to get up, moves around, whatever, everyone's asshole, asshole. And now there's this Philly fan behind him that just keeps, like, nudging him and nudging him and just, like, keeps pissing him off. So my boss gets into a fist fight with him. Long story short, they get arrested. <laughs> Apparently, there's a jail inside Lincoln Financial Field. Um, so he went to the jail. There's a whole little court set up down there. Uh, basically, they just banned him from um, uh, the, the stadium, from, forbidden him forever going back into the stadium ever again. And like three weeks later, he got this big letter in the mail uh, signed off by whatever the fucking owner or the president or CEO, whatever it was, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Saying that, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a letter to let you know that you've been uh, banned from the stadium or not allowed on the premises uh, for the rest of your life, basically. I was like, wow, it's fucking ridiculous, bro. But yeah, that's Philly fans for you. They're a bunch of fucking assholes there. I would never go to a game in Philly. Yeah, me neither, man. In fact, I've, I, I probably would avoid most places um, other than Lambeau. I mean... It's uh, you know we're at, at Lambeau you know we're even night we're nice to the opposing fans like you walk through the tailgate parking lot and if you're wearing a jersey from another team like every tailgate party's like oh come over here and do shots you guys want some beer like you know it, it, it's we'll get some brats that's the way that's the way we do it in Green but yeah come get some brats where are you from oh you're not from around here like you got to try this you got to try that like. That's how that's how it is in Green Bay, like even for the you know, the enemy. So I I don't know if it's like that for Bears fans, if if, if it's a Packers Bears game. I've uh, never you know, been, but uh, every time we've been know. to a game at the end of the game, we're always saying fuck the Bears and the Bears still suck, so I'm pretty sure it's not that way for Bears fans. <laughs> and we've never been there for a Bears game, which yeah. is the best part. And then you get the Bears still we suck. We beat the chance, Cowboys so. and then we're why <laughs> yeah, we're we beat the Cowboys. We're walking out of the stadium. The Bears still suck. It was the same thing for the Giants game. So I'm pretty sure Bears fans aren't treated uh, similar at all. But anyway, we rolled way off topic there. Let's. Um, you want to get to uh, yeah, our did. other um, so, playoff game? Yeah. Or you got so, anything else to hit um, on? Or do you want to put your uh, put your know, season I... to put your season to bed? Yeah, it, it it's over. It's it's all good. And then you had Robert Robert against the uh, the Coon. Hey, you know Robert, we were all cheering for you. You did your best, bud. Um, hell of a season, fighting your way back into the playoffs. But it's uh, it is rough when you got to go against you know Delvin Cook and and Russell Wilson and. Uh, Robert Tanyan, who all of a sudden is like top three tight end in the NFL, and then Austin Eckler had a great game, and you know you just. But hey, you know we've 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 constantly been saying that your team is the quickest turnaround. So um, you know, put together you got a lot of draft picks. Put together a good draft, and uh, you know, try and compete in the next couple of years. So, um, you know, Coons team did did uh, it didn't do overly well, but. Um, is definitely more than enough to. He's been uh, consistent, you know, very, very yeah. consistent. Um, he seems to overperform every week, pretty much. So there wasn't that wasn't a huge shock. I mean, I had a small hope that uh, that Robert could pull it out. Um, 
you know, no offense to Kuhn, it's just Roberts, my boy, so I wanted to see him do well. Um, but now then going on to this week, we got, um, you know, Lucroy versus uh, J.K. Cash, which um, it's projected to be like a 12-point spread so far. Um, one Basically 130 to 140 um, or 142. So, uh, you know, We'll we'll have to see. Maybe Lamar Jackson is finally uh is finally gonna play like he played last year, starting now, and then uh, you know, maybe maybe he can knock uh you know he knocked me out. Maybe he can he can knock Cash out. That'd be pretty cool to see. It would be. It would um, be. And and then you know you're projected to beat uh Kuhn, um and in that game like uh, I think Derrick Henry's probably gonna get 300 rushing yards, um. And seven touchdowns against Detroit. Um, the one worry is probably James Conner. Don't know if he's going to play. Like last I last I heard, which just could be wrong, but um, you know I think he's got like a quad injury, and and he's looking not not looking too safe for this week. So, um, you know that could be uh, that that could be rough going forward and then i've heard robert woods you know didn't practice again so uh you know not the not the shit <clears throat> shit on your team or anything but i don't know you know it'll be an interesting game to watch interesting matchup yeah i got uh yeah oh man excuse me sorry guys i'm tired it's been a long day i uh had a problem getting the snowblower started after uh, starting it two days ago, and it snowed, obviously, last night in the northeast. And um, went to go start the snowblower this morning, and the uh, fucker just didn't want to start up. And I probably spent, like, an hour and a half trying to work on the fucking thing. And I then had to go to work, so I had to drop that. Went to work, came back from work, and... Luckily, I have an amazing wife who likes to shovel. She shoveled, but uh, I was not going to let that snowblower beat me, so I got it started, and I kind of just cleaned up the excess my wife left over. So I am a little tired today, but um, what I was getting at is um, looks like I have a lot of um, lot of thought that I need to go into my team this week uh, with so many players that are somewhat questionable. Um, favorable and unfavorable matchups. Um, I definitely don't want to get this week wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, definitely going to be a tough one. Definitely going to be a tough one. Yeah. You know, you've been so close the past three years. This is the third year, right? Yeah. You've been so close. It would, uh, you know, obviously for you, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to see you. You know, finally get a get a dub in the playoffs. Then I could finally uh, sell off some of my players and uh, kind of relax for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, I know we you know kind of went all in on the championships this year, trading away first round picks and whatnot, and. I know that I'm I'm gonna be looking to try and make some moves here as soon as uh, as soon as trades open back up. Um, try and try and change gears a little bit and come at this from a different angle because clearly, um, you know, 
clearly the angle I tried didn't work, so we'll see if we can get something else going. But uh, for you, you know, you you got a you know you got a real solid team, and I just like again like if 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 you had Saquon, like I'm just trying to imagine, you know, with like Wayne Gallman's been playing real good for New York. If you had Saquon right now, and Saquon and Derrick Henry to go along with DK Metcalf and and Adam Thielen, and then like how good Logan Thomas has been playing tight end for you, like man, dude. Yeah. Then obviously you got Pat Mahomes at a value in the startup draft. Yeah unknown value at the time but then like week one i think week one that season he threw like four touchdowns against the chargers in his first ever start and it was like holy shit okay so pat mahomes is the real deal and i remember like that night i was like hey what's up with uh what's up with mahomes do you think that was a fluke you trying to trade him and you're like yeah, get the fuck out of here <laughs> no i had high hopes i had high so, hopes with them um I mean, as I do with all my fucking guys on the team, which is probably a downfall in a way because I probably hold on to fucking dead weight half the time. But um, I don't know. It's tough. Fucking, I have a tough time letting certain people go on teams, and I probably hold on to people a little bit too long. Definitely should have maybe made some other moves throughout the year. But um, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's so hard, and like, like. It's- yeah, like especially with running backs when they're like they're in their prime, but then they look like you know it looks like a lot of running backs can uh, can hit a wall so quickly, and then you don't you never see it coming, and it's like okay, he's doing the best he's ever done right now. I'm like I'm obviously I'm keeping him, and then it's like man, I should have traded him at that value because you hit that wall right after that, and then it's just never been the same since. Yeah, know? but I mean at this point, the way I try to look at it is. Um, I mean, you have him as just depth now, uh, just like any other player you would on your team. So if it doesn't work out, I mean, you have your draft picks, you got your depth. If you could still continue to play the game right, um, it, it shouldn't hurt you that bad. Um, I mean, looking at James Conner right now with yeah, how he's like- been, he started out the season all right where it looked like he'd at least be a good um, trading for at least a good depth player on my team, a good flex, uh, flex option. And uh, the way he's been as of late, obviously coming off COVID and the way that Pittsburgh offense has been, it's just they cannot move the fucking ball on the ground. And uh, Yeah, but you have to believe part of that is part of that is because Pittsburgh's offensive line is like legit the worst. It all depends, Um, too. I mean, will Connor get an extension with Pittsburgh? I don't know. I mean, they have who else they have. They have Benny Snell in that uh, background. Benny Snell and then uh, So, I mean, where does Connor sit amongst those three? I mean, obviously they start uh, Connor above them all, but is he going to really get the extension? Yeah, he's the best. Is he going to get the extension or are they going to try to let him uh, test the market? And now we'll have to see. You know, I I would think that a lot of his problems are more offensive line related right now. They've been decimated. You know, it's like with Zeke. Like, did Zeke hit hit a wall? He he looks fucking terrible, bro. I don't know what's going on. Or is Dallas's offensive line complete and total trash? And is all the pressure on him because Andy Dalton ain't carrying the team? If Dak was back there and that offensive line was the way it was, you know, the first couple weeks of the season before players started getting hurt, I guarantee Zeke would have had a monster year. But... You know, like, that's the thing is, you know, 
but then again, you see players like James Robinson with no offensive line, you know, still, still doing well. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that, but, uh, I think, you know, I think James Conner will be back, you know, and, and, and be a weekly starter for everybody. They just got to get healthy over there. And, they, you know, the entire Steelers team is playing like shit right now. Like, when you you see a good quarterback, you I guess, you, you know, the rule is that you usually want to see, see, like, six to seven yards per pass attempt. Like, that's kind of the stat you're looking for to see if a quarterback is doing good. Um. Roethlisberger hasn't been there all year. He's at like three or four um, yards per yards per attempt or whatever. Um, you know, he, he the second he gets the ball snapped, he's getting rid of it, and he hasn't taken a lot of sacks. And you know, so you would think the offensive line is doing fine, but that's just because he's getting the ball out so damn quick. And now, I mean, you know what? What do you think is? I mean, is the problem? I mean, I keep seeing. Um reports like news reporters whether it be uh, whatever uh, news station or sports station saying that um i mean obviously he's old we all know that but they say he's too stagnant he's like a statue in the backfield from what i can remember ben roethlisberger has never been the most mobile quarterback um so i don't understand where a lot of these reporters are no he was but he was kind of like he was kind of like Cam Newton before Cam Newton was Cam Newton you know like not 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 in the rushing sense but he had, he had some mobility and he was like impossible to take down you, you know i mean he's always kind of stood in the pocket but he could move when he had to obviously he ain't doing that anymore like he's a huge dude but like i mean all year his pass attempts have been has been real short like he had multiple torn ligaments in his elbow. You know, he had the like Tommy John surgery type deal. So um, if you're, if you're the so, GM, so oh, like, go ahead. Maybe I was just going to say like, you know, we don't, we don't know how much that's still affecting him. Like there was talk for a long time that when Aaron Rodgers had his collarbone surgically repaired on his throwing shoulder, that like he lost it. Now, Clearly, that's not true. He's got the best completion percentage and, like, the best stats he's had in his entire career. This is the best year of his entire career, statistically. Like, what he's on pace for, he's going to beat every every record he holds. Um, he's even on pace to break his, uh, his season-long passer rating or quarterback rating, whatever the hell it is. Um, you know, so... But it took him a while to get back to that. Now also learning a new offense. Now with Ben, he's got a bad offensive line, and he had that Tommy John surgery, like, and he had no off season to really prepare for throwing the ball. Like maybe it's just a really slow comeback at his age to get his, you know, everything right. Um, you know, because he's got. It seems like he's got no strength in his, no strength in his throws. He's not throwing deep anymore at all. Like, you know. Who knows? So what do you do if you're a GM or an owner, um, coach? What what do you do moving forward? I mean, your team is winning. I mean, obviously, they're still, they still have a win, 11 wins on the year. So it's not like they were doing something wrong the whole time. Yeah. And it's not like you could put all the blame. I mean, at that point, you can't blame anybody um, within that organization on a failed season. So when they do lose, because I don't think they'll – I don't think they're playoff bound at all. I don't think anyone's going to be competing with the Chiefs. Uh, in the AFC, 
Oh, they're gonna man, they're gonna make it. Well, the they'll playoffs. make it to the playoffs, but I don't think they'll sure. make it that far in the playoffs. Um, what what do you do moving forward then? No. I mean, do you stick with? Well, if you're the Steelers, one you stick. You obviously you your your defense is really good. Now some of your players are hurt, so you know you got to get them healthy. But then, you know, I think you know Ben Roethlisberger probably has some good football left in him. So they should, uh, you know, maybe they should try and try and look for a see if they can get a quarterback, um, you know, to sit behind Ben and and start, you know, getting accustomed to the NFL. Like maybe sit a year, or maybe sit two years, um, but you know, not wait till you absolutely need a quarterback to get one. Kind of like the, you know, you know, we could talk about Jordan Love for probably hours if we wanted to, but. You know, nobody knows if that was a good pickup or not for the Packers, but they went and got a quarterback when they didn't need one, which that's what they did with Rodgers when they first got him. I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing, but they're kind of following that plan. So, you know, who knows Who knows how that works out? But, you know, maybe the Steelers need to start, um, you know, looking for continuity, um, and, you know, to go year to year. And, they, you know, I would draft a running back just in case uh, – you know, just in case, uh, you know, James Conner's not going to be the answer if, you know, if his problems are stemming more from, you know, um, more, from more than just a bad offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like, so get a running back. Um, they've clearly got, you know, great wide receivers and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I can't imagine Juju sticking around there because the amount of money he's going to command, Steelers just can't, you know, they can't do it. Um, and then, you know, I, I would, your defense is fine. Like none of your, none of your defensive players are leaving. They're all under contract. Um, and I would start looking, I'd start looking for a quarterback to say the least. You know, it sucks for Juju. I feel like he fell into like this hole, like obviously it was a standout last year, but, uh, he got thrown in, was it two years ago? He got, yeah, he he got thrown into, um, in the league when Antonio Brown was on the team. So obviously Brown was a standout on the team. And now look who's emerging uh, out of uh, Pittsburgh now. It's Claypool. So Juju is going to be the odd man out. Well, and Deontay Johnson. Johnson. But Juju is going to be the odd man out who's not even – I don't think he's going to be offered a contract with the Steelers. I mean – Not from not from Pittsburgh, no. But somebody is going to pay him a ton of money. He's a really good wide receiver, and he plays hard. Now he's going to have to stop dancing on other people's logos, um, or if he if he's going to continue to do that, he's got to ball out every game because I don't know how many teams want to put up with that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he already said he's going to continue to dance, so we know that's not going to stop. That's fine. Maybe just don't pick the logo. <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. The, the people on TV don't seem to understand why that's an issue. And then when, like, NFL players talk, they're like, if you fucking dance on my logo, I'm I'm hunting your ass down every play. And they're like, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, well, you're not a player, so you don't have to understand it. But, uh, you know, clearly it's a problem. I know if I was a football player and somebody came in 
came into my home stadium and started like this is all obviously very hypothetical but well what happens if you had some guy you know you you get off from work you're eating dinner you could see out your front window and every day you have some guy that just comes dances on your front lawn would you be kind of aggravated about it (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be like uh, clint eastwood and grant torino (laughs) like get off my damn lawn i mean that's I don't know who the hell you are. Take that down. <laughs> that's the street, one way to look know? at it. I mean, would you really want someone that's going to just come there? I mean, it's stupid to get aggravated about something like that, but it makes sense. Yeah, man. It, you know, it, we as people, we get aggravated about the dumbest things, anyways. So, like, to think that people, that NFL ultra competitive people aren't going to get pissed about somebody coming in and, you know, dancing on their logo on their home turf like they're not going to protect that house like it's just i think you're dumb if you think that that's not going to happen so but juju is you know he's going to get he's going to get money i mean you you don't get 1400 yard seasons if you're not talented he's he's clearly not a one because he you know last year was a rough year and you know when when ab left and then and then juju had to be the one for the steelers like when he got number one coverage, he he didn't he didn't have it. So, so when is he? What is he going to get paid? You no, know, he's going to go. He can't get two. paid great money, or is he going to be a glorified number two? I don't know. Randall Cobb got a lot of money as a number two. Well, either him or his agent knows how to fucking talk to someone because I mean, Randall Cobb is uh, definitely not getting no thousand yard seasons anytime soon. No, 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 no. I'm not saying anymore. I'm just saying in the past, he when he even when he left Green Bay, you know, he he was he got paid really good money. He got I, I want to say he got paid like thirty million dollars. Like Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley went to the Bills. He got paid like thirty something million for four years, or or what you know, you know, thirty forty million for four years, like. It was a big contract for Cole Beasley coming out of Dallas. Like, and nobody looks at him like he's a one. Nobody ever did. But he's a really solid player. Like, you know, when you got a team like the Packers, like just you know, for our home home ref like home team reference, um, you know, like yeah, Lazard's a cool number two and everything. But teams like you know ours, like we got Devonte Adams. Now we just really need a good. We need a good number two because we don't have that yeah, that guy. We go you through know, this every at, week. You look, at, you look at you look at the Dolphins. They got Devontae Parker as a, he's a really good number one, but maybe they could maybe they could use a good number two. Who's that going to be? You know, plenty of teams want a good you know, or, or maybe like the Patriots. The Patriots could use a player like Juju. They have I was no going to say, ones. who do they have at number one there? I mean, it was supposed to be Nikhil Harry, but that that doesn't seem to be panning out. Um, but I'm just saying, like, there's plenty of teams. That Didn't need you draft receivers. him like number one in Juju, one of the one of our leagues? I picked him up in the first round. Oh, a couple so you years just ago. happened to pick him up in the first round a couple of years ago? Why did you sound so uh, upset about that? I, I'm not upset about it. it. You know, I picked him up in the first round. Hey, you win some, you lose some on your rookie picks. I mean, maybe he'll, maybe it's just going to take him five years like it took Devontae Parker to finally break out. Who knows? Yeah, but, but who's uh, throwing the ball in New England? You know, who's going to throw the ball uh, in New England for Juju to go there? I mean, Juju would be stupid. To uh, a rookie, dude. 
who are the Patriots going to pick up? You think they're going to take that guy out of, uh, what is that, um, South Dakota State or whatever the hell it is? Yeah, I think that's Trey Lance. If he's still available, you know, maybe, maybe, dude, maybe the Patriots, uh, the Patriots got a lot of cap space. Maybe the Patriots will uh, swoop in and steal Dak Prescott from the, from the Cowboys. Oh God, that's all we need. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just, that would be so unfortunate for. I don't know. I don't see Dak. But hey, you know, the Cowboys are going to, the Cowboys Cowboys are going to have, you know, a top five pick probably. That's the thing. They don't have the money to sign Dak Prescott. I mean, you have to find a way to sign him. Like, he's the, he's the best hope for your team. I don't know how, how anybody can think otherwise. But I guess there's a small possibility that they decide, you know, let's get a, rook, we'll get a cheap rookie because we got no money. And then we'll let Dak go somewhere and make, you know, $45 million a year. Who would they? I mean, man, we're jumping all over the place. But real quick, who do you think the Cowboys should uh, trade or try to get rid of without uh, taking a hit on the cap? Who do you think um, they should see they get it? You think Michael Gallup? Gallup? What? How big of a hit? How big of a hit? They're not going to get rid of CD Lamb because they just drafted him and they pay Amari. They paid Amari Cooper a hundred million dollars. Now you could try and offload Amari Cooper, but why'd you just trade a first rounder and give him a hundred million dollars if you were going to then try and cut him? Michael Gallup, I think, is probably is still on his rookie contract, so you know, uh, probably not making any money. But I'm just saying he could, he, you know, he could go somewhere. Um, you know, they, I know they paid uh, who's the damn tight end they got? Blake Jarwin. They paid him pretty good money. I guess they could try and try and trade him away. I don't know like what the market would be like for him, but you know, I, it's going to be, dude, it's going to be, a, I get, this is going to be such a crazy off season. Free agency is going to be tough because the cap is so much lower, but like the NFL, uh, you know, the NFL PA absolutely doesn't want a bunch of guys just being, uh, you know, salary um, or, you know, cap yeah, casualties. Yep. So, so, you know, I've heard, I've been hearing, hearing talk, I hear a lot on the Pat McAfee show, they talk about it, like the NFL and the NFLPA are trying to come up with some kind of deal where they can, they can set a flat rate for the, uh, for the cap next year. And then, um, and then they can try and like soften the blow over the next number of seasons or something. Um, but eventually the money's going to have to come from somewhere and eventually it, it's going to be the players that ultimately get screwed. I mean the teams can't get screwed and you know they the nfl wants you know they got to make sure they keep all their their tv deals in check and whatnot you know that's gonna that's been a big mess like you look at nbc nbc paid paid a crap load of money for that thursday night foot or the the thanksgiving night football game canceled <laughs> um and the 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 advertisers yeah, the advertisers that paid for that primetime Thanksgiving slot to have their, you know, their whatever advertised during that game. And now all of a sudden it's a Wednesday afternoon game before a tree lighting ceremony. You went from like 40 million viewership to 15 million. Like that money's got to come from somewhere. The league, the league's going to have to give them discounts or they're going to have, you know, they're, they're going to have to get, you know, free ad space to make up, to make some up royalties. So yeah, eventually it's gonna be the players that get screwed, and uh, we're just gonna have to see how that plays out. 
you know, it's going to be interesting, though. That's for sure. Like, with the amount of moving pieces, like, is Carson Wentz going to go somewhere now because Jalen Hurts looks so awesome against a really good defense? Like, you know, there's been rumors about him going to Indy because he's he, he hates Philly and he wants to be with Frank Reich. Um, you know, like, there's going to be so many moves this offseason. Off it's going to be... It's going to be And, intense. hey, look, um, you get a jump start on doing some research into what you want to do. I mean, I know you have all the other um, leagues that you're in currently and still in a playoff position. Yeah, I'm not doing any research right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to win a couple championships and then uh, and then start uh, start focusing. I mean, like there's not a lot of you know, I'm going to have to make some trades if I want to do anything in the draft, because I think my first pick is like a third rounder. So. Um, yeah, but do you, you know, need to make whatever. moves in the draft? But, uh, do you really need to? No, I'd yeah. like to, though. I didn't make any moves in the draft last year. I was 3-4-5. That's all I had was around 3-4-5 and five last year. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I get the next James Robinson in the exactly fifth round of the draft. Exactly my point. But... but We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, but with that, like, we're not talking about fantasy we're anymore. Way so off, we might as well. Way off subject, well guys. Just, uh... Thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're sorry that uh, Sunday's episode was so rough. We tried new software to record the episode because we had some uh, some scheduling conflicts that didn't allow us to uh, record from our computers. Um, and so I ended up. I ended up pulling that episode down because it just didn't it didn't make it kind of sucks because so, uh, that was a good uh i felt like we had um a very good week too. yeah we had so many good predictions we predicted pat mahomes was probably gonna have a bad game like i didn't know he was gonna throw three picks but hey we, you know we thought that the dolphins were gonna give him a game we thought that uh we, you know there was a couple i know there was a couple good ones we yeah had no i think um that ended up unfortunately unfortunate but Hey, we're going to do it uh, this week. I think uh, I don't got anything going on Sunday morning other than hopefully uh, eating victory breakfast in the morning um, because we'll be celebrating hopefully a Packers win. But um, Sunday should be yeah. a uh, nice and easy day, I think, for us. Unless you want to do something on Saturday before the Packers game comes on. It's up to you. I uh, I don't think I'm gonna have any time. I actually have to. I've been in Chicago all week. I'm staying in a hotel and doing some work down here. So, uh, you know, I had to. I get the. I get to travel home tomorrow. But then, uh, you know, I've been gone all week. So Sarah's gonna want. Uh, gonna want my full attention. That's not a problem. And I think. Uh, I mean, we we. I, I mean, Sunday morning we might be able to get something going. But uh, I, you know, I think there'd be a lot to ask from her. Um. You know, hey, I wasn't with you all week. Now let me go hang out with John in the basement, you know. No, nah, it's not a problem. I completely so, understand. So we'll figure it out Sunday then, and we'll uh, hopefully get to it. Yeah, man. So uh, with that, we are, uh, we're out of time. Uh, have a good night, dude. All right, take it easy, man. Good luck to everybody in your, uh, in your matchups. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, we ask that you leave a review and tell someone about it. For more from us throughout the week, check us out on Twitter, 
at Dynasty underscore Island or on Patriot.com slash Fantasy Island Dynasty where you can leave us a buck a month if you so choose. You know, maybe every episode you hear you will think is better than the last one. Maybe you'd like to have some impact and really help an independent podcast get off its baby deer legs and become something great. And if that's the case, maybe you could decide to skip a coffee or maybe a soda and toss us three bucks, maybe five bucks a month. And we hope you will join us on this journey. This is the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, and we are out of time.